morning, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? And Happy New Year, everyone. If it's not too late in January to say that, you are listening to Anything Goes. Coming to you from the XM Studios in Toronto for the week of January 9th, 2013. That's right. I said 13. I didn't even say 2012. And I am here in studio uh, with Dave Martin. Yes. That's you are. Yes, I am. Uh, and uh, and who do we have beside us? And besides, we have the lovely Rebecca Kohler. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. Did I even say who I am? Yeah, didn't you say this is Christina Walkinshaw? I think I might have if said that. If you didn't, Christina guys, Walkinshaw. this is Christina Walkinshaw. Thanks, she guys. Thanks for backing me up like that. That's the first time I've ever introed the show. Was it powerful? It I, was, I, was, I was actually uh, impressed. That was quite, was it? It was was quite it nice. Good? Do we have to do it again? No. 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 Victoria's oh, coming Victoria's in here. Coming for... in. I screwed it up. It's my first time ever introducing the show, and I should screwed we, it should up. Should we do this again, Victoria? Oh, no. Don't. Oh. We can't. Oh, thank you, Victoria. There we go. We had to put the microphone closer to Rebecca's face. That's how, that's how away. real this show is. It's real. We're giving you live up to the date. Up, up, to, date. up to the minute? Up to the minute. Up to the second. Up to the play-by-play of what is going on in studio. I Dave, get... take oh, your finger technical out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't wipe it there. That's gross. Ew. <laughs> yeah. And where was there? On the chair? <laughs> it was on the, yeah, on the chair. Just kidding. Uh, the, Christina Walkinshaw is going to be our, uh, is our new announcer from now on. Uh, she's going to be the first and last voice you hear going into every single segment on uh, Anything Goes. We are uh, Darren Frostless. Uh, We're frostless. Boo! The Burr. for this uh, week, he is down in Florida with his children. That is so cute. cute. It oh, is. It's Florida, but I hope he's kids. wearing sunscreen. Um, yeah. I do too. I th- I'm sure he is. I think he's, he's probably indoors much, or he yes, has like a, yes. a tarp over himself yes. or an umbrella. Probably having all you can eat fajitas and an Applebee's right now in America. Delicious. Oh, right? Yes. yes. But then you have a terrible shits. <laughs> Sorry, Applebee's. Oh, well, don't worry. Don't. We're not sponsored by Applebee's. Okay, good. I always prefer Chili's when I was in the States. You know, like if you, do you have like restaurants when you go to the States that you have to go to because you don't have that restaurant in Canada? It used to be Denny's, but then I turned... 14. Oh, oh, yeah. We had Denny's in Vancouver. You're right. We don't have Denny's Uh, in Ontario. There aren't a lot around, no. But actually, they, they have chilies out west. No, they don't. Yes, I do. What? Yes, they do. Chili's in, in Vancouver, like in like Western Canada. Well, I was in now. I was in Edmonton with uh, I think Pete Johansson. We were doing the club. Was there. it West Edmonton Mall? No, it was not West, oh, okay. West Edmonton Mall. So that doesn't just, count. That thing has everything. That is just a. That's is that like it. a universe on its own? There's like a. It is. It has I've its never, own I've laws. Never been there. It's America North. Okay. It is. The uh, but uh, they had a Chili's there, and uh, it wasn't bad. I had a burger. I used to love Chili's when I was a like, kid. Whenever we go to the states, I'm like, can we go to Chili's? That and, like, I think there was, like, Izzy's Pizzeria or something weird like that in Seattle. No, but there are, like, do you remember that gum? It has um, a seahorse on it or, like, a zebra. Oh. A zebra. 
It's no, stripe. It's called fruit stripe or something. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, when I was a kid, because you couldn't get that in Canada, and I'd always get like eight packs of that in the States. It was always exciting to go to the States to get yeah. the different things that we didn't have in Canada. I and we'd see loved... the commercials for yes. stuff, but we couldn't get it. Exactly. Like chilies and chili flavored corn nuts didn't hit Canada till maybe like six years ago. Whoa, post 9-11 corn nuts. <laughs> that is harsh. The, chili flavored corn nuts are the best. The uh, And also I remember uh, Whatchamacallit was uh, a oh, popular yeah. candy bar that you couldn't get up here in Canada. You right. say candy bar. That's very American of you. I say I know, chocolate bar. I don't know where I get that from. So but you're very American. But you I know, also do, I also say soda pop as well. I, I say, well, I say pop. I don't, you know the candy cute. bar you could always get here, though, that you couldn't get there easily? What? Coffee dress. Free abortion. <laughs> mm, tasty. With nuts and without nuts. Oh, I love God. it. I love, I love the Halloween size oh, one, yeah. the snack size. The fun size abortion? The fun yeah, size abortion. They look like little the cherries. Best. That's the that's the one and a half month in. You have to watch, if you get one on Halloween. You have to make sure no one sticks a razor blade in your abortion. No, you want them to. Oh, do you? Yeah, you want yeah. them. <laughs> Without the punch. razor blade, they don't work. So you have so you have a little bit of a you have a you have a mouth abortion. A little mouth, a little mouth abortion. No, the the razor blade expands in your stomach. All right, let's drop it. You know what? We've well, we've uh, we've kicked things off pretty uh, quickly of uh, as far as getting raunchy goes. Um, oh, what to uh, what did everyone do on their holiday breaks? We wanted to talk about. New Year's resolutions and uh, how our New Year's were and what? how late do you go into a new year where it is still acceptable to say Happy New Year? Did I already fuck that up? No, I no, no. Happy it's New Year. It's no, it's, no, it's not a matter of fucking anything up, but it's just sort of like at a certain point, even in January, you don't bother saying Happy New Year. I'm still saying it. You are? Oh, yeah. It's like a belated birthday. I, th- I just told somebody Happy Belated Birthday, I don't know, a week ago. And his birthday was in it's the 7th. It's, December. It's, it's not even a week. Like, it's yeah. a week today. Right. This is fresh. That's no, I, I agree. I think you can go up to the 15th of January yeah, I would do and that. still say Happy New Year. Especially if it's somebody you haven't seen all year. Right. Well, I think right. if, if, no one's, if no one's wished you Happy New Year by the 15th, then you should get out more. You can move on. You can <laughs> yeah. move on with that. Just, just accept that it's a new year and no one's wished you a happy one. But uh, I think the fifteenth is acceptable. Did yeah. you guys? Did you guys kiss anybody at uh, New Year's? Like, I had a, a small minute? smooch. Did you have a smooch? Just a small hug and a smooch. Yeah. Did you? Oh, you had a gig. You had the gig in Massey Hall, the one that everybody. Oh, wants. that's right. I did a gig in Massey Hall. That's if, if uh, people don't know that Massey Hall is a uh, uh, historic venue in Toronto for where every musician uh, would want to play. It's a it's a beautiful. Uh, it's a music very hall. nice theater. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, everyone from like Chris Rock, Johnny Cash, uh, jazz legends. I saw Willie Nelson there. I saw the Arcade Fire there. So yeah, it was yeah. a cool feeling to stand on the stage. I saw Conan O'Brien there. Hello. Yeah. That's what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. Matthew Allman. Very Three nice. Times. Yes. Can I ask you, when you went to go and see a Willie Nelson concert, even if you don't smoke, doesn't it feel more concert-like when people are smoking there? Nobody smoked. I know that, but it's just sort of like sometimes the smoking is a part of the show. Well, yeah, I mean, I am a smoke. You mean of cigarettes or pot? Well, Both? I mean, I guess like, you can't smoke, regulate it at that point, but I mean. I smoke cigarettes and I use, I use, you know, I used to love going to concerts and part of it was smoking and, and, and smelling pot and, you know, whatever. And it is weird, like Willie Nelson in a seated environment. Well, there were lots of old people there. Yeah, it wasn't well. Nelson, but um, no, it feels kind of dull. Yeah, yeah, it it's does. like something's missing. Well, it's like sort of like sta- like you can't if it's at a theater venue, you'd feel weird to stand up and like dance around and stuff. Yeah, uh, although some people did. Well, which is I think that's that's yeah. cool. That's but I mean, I went to see the Smashing Pumpkins once in like uh, this is years ago in like a huge venue in Ottawa. The Corral Center, which yeah, is now yeah. called something else, Scotia Bank, something. Anyway, and I stood up, 
And uh, I stood, like, I stepped away from my chair, like, half a foot. To, to There was a tall man in front of me. I was trying to get a better look. And a security guard came up, and he was like, get back to your seat. And Whoa. I wasn't even out of my seat. And I was like, what kind of concert experience is this? You can't even move. When I saw Dave Matthews in that same place, in the Corral Center or whatever, everybody was smoking pot. Really? Everybody. The whole place, like, reeked. What year was that? 1977? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, seriously, when was that? Uh, when I was going to Carlton, somewhere around maybe like 2000, 2000. Oh, you know what? I just remember that when I saw Smashing Pumpkins, they were on a tour and like two shows before someone had died in a mosh pit. Oh. And maybe so that's maybe why that's they've why. been told. But still, it was a real buzzkill. Yeah, yeah, but I know, I bet the guy that died in that mosh pit was, uh, I bet he wanted to go out that way though. I mean, maybe, if you go maybe, to a mosh pit, Dave. I don't think that everybody wants to die in one, but if someone was like, if you, if you woke up in heaven, if there is one, uh, and someone said, oh, how did I die? You died in a mosh pit. Fucking cool. Yeah, I guess that's I pretty, be okay yeah. with that. Uh, that's pretty edgy. Except you're probably death. young. That's, that's true. That's the part I don't like. That's the part I don't like. Well, it all goes downhill after a certain point. That's, I guess you're right. The, uh, now, uh, you had, the, you had a, 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 a good New Year's at Massey Hall? Yeah, it was a super fun show. I was really happy. I was really nervous before. I had that feeling where I didn't know how to do stand-up. Yeah. And then it was great. And then did you, because the size of that venue, uh, was it sold out that night? It was pretty busy. I don't think it was sold out, but it, it looked pretty full. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, did you was the pacing weird? Because it's such a huge place, and it's not used if you're more used to clubs and stuff. It was a bit, and like I, I, I because I was nervous, I was like, "Hi guys, so what's with Google? Am I right?" And then I was like, "Slow down, Rebecca." But then, no, it turned out great. It would be cool if you actually said that out loud. Slow down, Rebecca. But and Christina, where were you? I was I was in Aurelia doing a one nighter with Roy Day and Don Pyro. Oh, so uh, Northern the, Ontario, Aurelia, yeah. and was it at a, a bar gig? It was at a bar gig. It was like it? in a hotel in the basement in like the weird little banquet room. The weird part about it was like it seemed like nobody was in charge. Like we got there and we're like, hi, hey, we're the comedians. And they're like, oh, okay. We're like, who do we check in with? I'm like, I don't know. They were just like tearing tickets. There was a bartender. Yeah. It was like there was nobody in charge. Like I think if we didn't show up for that gig, I don't think anybody no would have known. any contact information. Nobody would know what to do, who to call. But at like a nobody point, they... even nobody even really noticed that we were there. We actually checked in with the DJ, like the DJ, and we were like, okay, are you? I guess you introduce us. It was very weird. It was. I very... don't like that because you come all this way. And I don't. I, it seemed like nobody was in charge. As I don't as if to, we didn't show up, I don't know what would have happened. They would have been like, <laughs> "Okay, I guess there's no comedy anymore." Well, was, it, was there was a crowd there though for it? Oh yeah, the crowd was definitely okay. Like, they, they were they were hammered. They would have noticed. Yeah, at least the guy in the front row. Uh, he had like this giant banner. It was like he thought he was at Times Square, but he was at the Highwayman Inn in Aurelia. I don't know why he had a big banner. Like he like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get That's it. That's cute. I know. There was uh, I was in uh, Ajax, uh, Ontario, at the cl- at there's a uh, Yakex Club there. I was there with uh, Lori Elliott and Chuck Byrne. That sounds uh, fun. It was, was it, it was fun. It was it was a good time. Uh, I think Chuck left the stage a little uh, earlier than the manager wanted him to, and so uh, people started getting up and leaving. And I guess Steve wanted the people to stay, the right. manager of the club, and uh, and so at, at last, and then he was like, uh, he kind of yelled at Lori because uh, um, to get back up on stage and try to keep everybody in the room to keep drinking and stuff. And then so Lori and I went up on stage and we tried to just do this sort of witty banter between the two of us to keep people there. And so as it got closer to midnight, you know, you're kind of scraping for material to do. And it's a weird sort of a moment when you have someone else on stage with you as a stand up. No, yeah. And so uh, 
at a certain point, uh, it was maybe about five minutes to midnight, I started saying to the whole audience, it was like, hey, does anybody want to do any crazy gay shit right before we hit uh, 2013 and your New Year's resolution would be not to do any crazy gay shit? And then some people in the crowd laughed, and then there was a guy in the front row with his uh, girlfriend. Um, he was like, ah, I want to do some. And then he gave the, the hand motion to, like, jerk off two guys into his face. <laughs> and... Uh, and I just thought that was a weird thing to do. I just thought it was like the first gay thing you're ever going to do is jerk off two dudes, even if he was just <laughs> miming it. You'd think that like he would just do the the classic blowjob in the mouth uh, one, hand gesture. One, one, one dick, yeah. No, he but has if you, too. But if you're if you're going into 2013 with never going to do any more gay shit, you want to make the most of if it. If you're going to make, the, yeah, I guess. You Suck know. two dicks with one mouth. <laughs> well, yeah, someone's going to lose out though. Uh, <laughs> Unless you could put two dicks in your mouth at New Year's, but then the guys would probably have to be side by side, and then that'd be kind of weird. They'd be tiny dicked. <laughs> <laughs> well, or the guy has a huge mouth, gaping hole. <laughs> but wait a sec. So did they stay till midnight? Uh, most of the people stayed till midnight. Then we did the um, the, the old Lang Syne. The, they didn't even play that. I think that uh, oh, we really? were very unprepared for the old Lang Syne song, which, quite frankly, I don't even understand. I find that song kind of a bummer. It is kind of sad, actually, for something that's supposed to be celebratory, but we were, I was at, I went to Mississauga Yak Yaks during the New Year, because Von Hagen was there or whatever, and yeah, the headliner got off, like, maybe 20, 25 minutes before uh, midnight, and it was the same thing, but Lawrence Morgenstern went back on stage, and he just tried to fill the 20 minutes. It was very, Whoa. it was, it was awkwardly yeah. funny, because okay. there was like, like uh, and then he didn't have was a countdown, then I like, no, he was he... hosting, but he went back on, and then like Dom was kind of like, "Oh, you could take a break," and then uh, you know, and, and then go back up in ten minutes. But instead, he just tried to fill the twenty minutes, and it was so oh, Lauren. It was oh, awkward. Larry. Speaking of taking a break when you should, I'm gonna do what did not happen on New Year's. I'm gonna take a short break, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna listen to some music from George Westerholm, and uh, then we'll be back. We'll have more Dave Martin, Rebecca Kohler, and more of me, Christina Walkinshaw. Right. You're on Anything Goes. Is that good? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hi, this is Dean Stockwell, and you're listening to. Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we're back, everybody. That was just uh, George Westerholm. I don't know why I said just. He's clearly a man. George Westerholm, and uh, he's playing some jams for us. And this is Anything Goes for the week of January 9th. I'm back in the studio uh, with Dave Martin and Rebecca Kohler. Exciting. I'm Christina Walkinshaw still. And, uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, it's the new year, and we were discussing uh, some New Year's resolutions. Rebecca, did you make any New Year's resolutions? I got none. Uh, no. I'm going to start watching more TV online. That's what I said. Oh, that's good. That's Why? productive. <laughs> Do you not want to pay a Rogers bill or something? Or? No. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, well, I don't have a PBR, so I'm going to just resort to more. Um, and then I just, uh, I'm going to start um, not having to rush home to watch shit anymore. But there is, do you ever have You those? still do that? I still do that. What? Are you going to rush home to watch The Bachelor tonight? No, but I do, there was. Back on tonight. Sadly, there was a party that I met, or I left early because I wanted to watch 
the uh, final episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah, so you could watch all of that online. Yeah, I know. Now, now, now I will. Now I don't have to worry about that. See, I PVR everything. And sometimes I think, well, if I really wanted to be one of those kind of stingy, cheap people, I cut back on expenses. Because do I really need PVR and HBO? Like, I spend like 100 $30 a month on my internet and cable. Yeah. So PBR and HBO and different packages and TMN. Uh, but then I, I never think about cutting back expenses. I always just think, well, I should just make more money. You know what I did? I got yeah. a I got a Starbucks yeah. card and I put 50 bucks on it and I'm going to just spend that card and then I'm going to try to cut out like $8 coffees and $6 coffees and things like that. Do you really get an $8 coffee at Starbucks? No, no, no. I mean, exaggerating. No, I mean, I'm sure they exist. Is but there really? There's, <laughs> there's a lot of shit that at Starbucks I probably don't need to eat and buy and drink. So <coughs> I think that, Sorry. like, they had this, they had some, there was like a guy on, I don't know if it was like Oprah or what, or it was like some guy can't, talking about expenses. And uh, he said, if you, um, can't, like, cut out, like, expensive coffees. Yeah. Then you could like save like 500 bucks a year. But would you really notice that though? Um, I don't know. See, the thing is, is when you drink as much as I do, Starbucks doesn't really seem that expensive. No. If I go to Starbucks and spend $6, that's better than me going to a bar and spending 50 like yeah. in an afternoon or something <laughs> tragic like that. So I, have, I never. I actually, I haven't had a drink since the, since the new year. I took three days off drinking last week and I'm not going to lie felt good. Do you feel a little bit better? Yeah, like even those three days, like I, I read my book, I watched movies, I filled my well, you know, like, you know, when they say filling the well when you're a writer. like Right, you know, right, right. And it, it was actually really fun. Like I was like, oh, I felt good. And like, I feel like I could find my eyes, like they were open and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they didn't wake and, up and they were, and you felt like your eyes were on fire. That's what mine do. No, or yeah, used to be. it was bad. It was good. Well, here's the bad thing about it, though. It's like okay, I've always had like a lot of insomnia, right? And I definitely like if you drink every day, let's say I have like a glass of wine a day for sure, like with my dinner or whatever. Um, and then there's obviously those couple days of the week where. You know, it's Sunday and you go for four pints and you end up at the brass rail with all your girlfriends like I did last night. <laughs> Do they have the dudes? Are the dudes dancing on the? No. no. It's just the, the chicks and you just no, want the atmosphere. Girls. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, what else? Uh, well, that's what happens if you get drunk on a Sunday afternoon in Toronto. You end up at the strip club. I don't know why that happens. But anyways, I, it was, oh, that's, that's I have a, I have a, There's a raunchy strip club near me called Jilly's where. Oh, yeah. yeah that one's tragic. That's not a good is, one, yeah. yo. No, that's like a re- almost a semi-retirement home. <laughs> But they have, but they have these a retirement home for strippers. There has to be one. Hey, uh, I'll, well, Rebecca had to leave the room. I think she had a coughing fit or something she, like she's that. Coughing. She's coughing. Um, but uh, when she comes back in, I got to tell you this crazy fucked up dream that I had. Is it? Are you? Was she, it about a strippers? No, but it was about comedy. And uh, okay, Rebecca's coming. Going to sit back down. Hey guys. Did you have a coughing fit? I did. Okay. All right. Are you all right now? Yeah, man. Sorry, I'm getting over a cold, and now it's at that stage where it's just like an itchy cough. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, we're the strip club that is near me, Jilly's, and they have yeah. these photographs on the outside. That, that those should be the before pictures, and then the strippers are the after pictures on the inside. So that's, that's a funny. raunchy place, yeah. The um, uh, and then um, what else? Uh, what, what, we were talking about uh, uh, drinking. Well, we were oh, talking, we were talking about, about oh, yeah. not drinking. Nears was, oh yeah, not drinking. But I yeah, it, obviously it does feel very good to go a little bit without drinking. Not but, that I've ever known that before, but I. <laughs> do you I've, notice a difference? Um, you said that you felt better. I I will say I feel better, but I've noticed I was equally not productive. Right, <laughs> that seems that's to disappointing. Be the same across the board. I'm still capable of doing nothing, even when I'm sober. Yeah, like 
to a, a great degree. Well, it's I, amazing uh, how I've, much of a slacker I really organically procrastination. am. Procrastination. Procrastination, for sure. I, had a, I haven't had a drink since the new year, uh, January 1st. And I've cut down on my marijuana smoking that now it's a, only a, a, a late evening or late mid Early I wish I was more of a pothead. I can't because like I, I get bad coughs if I smoke. Like Do you have and asthma? I already have. No, but I I have a raspy voice and my voice it'll go mm. it'll go on me if I smoke. I, can't I just smoke can't anything. smoke because it makes me so paranoid. Yeah, you know what yeah. actually pissed me off is that uh, because I, I know for December and November I was getting I was becoming too much of a wake and bake sort of person. Uh oh. And, <laughs> and what bugged me is because the first smoke that you would have is probably the strongest of the day, and that's where you would probably feel the best buzz. And then so by the time the evening would roll around, if I were to smoke again, it it was just uh, I wouldn't catch a buzz from that, and that would be more disappointing than. Well, you're the same the problem with ecstasy day. twelve yeah. years ago. Well, that's <laughs> true. I was I was gonna I was gonna start uh, referencing another drug, but then I was like, <laughs> you know, at a certain point, is like the first one is like amazing, and then you can uh, nothing's taboo on the show. But you well, want to talk about blow? Talk about blow. Is uh, that what you're going to talk about? I, I might have been, yeah. <laughs> I know. But just near the end of the night, it's just that then you're just uh, I know. sorting shit and it doesn't, it's not doing as, as and then you're just say, taking in stuff through your nose to stay awake and that's not good either. Oh, have you all... done blow, Christina? Yeah, I totally have. You know what I don't like about it? I'll tell you this right now because obviously I like the wake up factor. Obviously that's a good one. Right, but uh, I hate the way it feels like when it's going down the back of your oh, the throat. Oh, the drip! That's I actually, the best. I thought. No, I have a gag reflex, and oh. all of a sudden I'm like, bar like not barfing. What does it feel like? Like, like you have snot? Oh, I don't know what it feels like. It feels like cocaine going down the back of your throat. I can't explain it. I've never it, done it. I've no, never done blow. It literally gives me a gag reflex. It's worse than any blowjob I've ever given my whole life. Like I can't. I can't. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's like a. Uh, it's uh, like I literally will be like. Like, it's like snort. It's like snorting electricity. If it's good, but wow, it's not. It's not, uh, the one thing. Uh, well, many things I don't like about it. And actually, you should question any drug when people don't want to share it. First of all, because <laughs> you never see people in a circle True. outside passing cocaine passing around. Well, I've yeah. heard. I've heard. Like, because... Fuck you, bitch. Forty bucks, or you're not in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no I've never. Seen... I've never been offered cocaine, and I know com- some kin- comedians do cocaine. And uh, somebody said, "Well, that's not. The, it's not a drug you'd be offered if people didn't know for sure you did." Right. That's true. Because so people it's are gonna, gonna tap, like, yeah, people don't want you to. know It's going to give you, you a lot it. of double takes of uh, like, oh shit, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that you did that. Or uh, right, right. Or, and I probably would be. I'm like a school teacher. I'm like, what? Oh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just uh, and also, uh, well, it does terrible things to a man's. Uh, 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 Your ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> at a certain you, point you in the can't evening, get it up, as they say. <laughs> no, no, it is a dead zone down there. Really? It's like throwing your penis into a wood chipper. It's just useless. But it it's turns off... into bloody pieces. I don't understand. <laughs> well, I might as well, or just take a cheese grater to it. It does no good. <laughs> but but it's sort of, it would be a good way to keep your boyfriend faithful if you just uh, say cocaine. I'm like, okay. yeah just like hey I'm not gonna be in town tonight or or I'm gonna I'm like, going out of town don't you mess here around you go, with any lady name, have a good trip. yeah then just <laughs> ah. he can snore then his cock's gonna be useless and then uh, he'll stay faithful good to know or you could just find a guy that's not gonna cheat on you. The, oh, the, that's harder than getting yeah. cocaine. <laughs> okay, Probably. let's face yeah, exactly. It seems easier just to get blow. I think, uh, yeah, mine was just to uh, cut down on all my vices, and uh, I actually am going to the gym every day. It's at the top of my street, oh, so I have no good. excuses. Excellent. And um, But we were talking about um, before we went on. And we oh, said, I was going to say my last, not that I okay. made any New Year's resolutions, because I did not, but 
Uh, I'm trying to make my bed more. Do you guys? Oh, that's I'm, one. I'm yep. 34 and I don't make my bed, and I feel kind of. I recently immature, started making my bed. So I've been making my bed. Do you make? You feel you guys, a lot better. You guys make your bed. You know what? You, I do you make your bed. I, I do. I live by myself. I don't have to make my bed. Yeah, I live on my own too. I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I know I don't have to, but you know what? When you when you make your bed and you co- go out and then you come back home. You just feel a little bit better seeing it's a made cozy. bed. Today, it, oh. it feels like you're uh, opening uh, uh, the door to a hotel room. But I all know your stuff it is does. There. It has hotel vibe to it. Yeah. And you know what? Now that we even talk about this right now, I'm actually mad at myself because I did laundry today and I washed my <laughs> sheets, which actually should be the real New Year's, New Year's resolution. This is the most disgusting thing I'm going to say. I shouldn't even say it on the air because it. Uh, anyway, say it. Okay, so whatever. I'm not going to say names, but like I had a party at my house a little while ago. Like uh, the night of the comedian party. How <gasps> oh, dare you? Two okay. of my friends had sex in my bag. Whoa! It's fine. It doesn't matter. Were they, and you know me, I was super. Were they allowed I, to Rebecca have sex? Rebecca wants me to write it down on the paper. <laughs> yeah, say it on the air. I'll tell you. Obviously, I'll write. Okay, it just down. okay. Tell us anyways. who they were. But just, so anyways, but, but just two use, people. Just but use just first so and last know, names. Just, just first so you, and last okay. names. That's right. all we want to know. <laughs> just first and last names. Yeah, that's it. All right, but just so you know how fucking tragically lazy I am, and I'm super laid back. Like I don't give a shit. I'm like, okay, good for you. Like I don't mind if you guys want to have sex in my bed. Like I'm partying. I'm being a good house guest in my apartment, anyways. Right, so. And uh, not house guest, sorry, uh, host. I'm Hostess? being a good host. Or madam at this uh, point. Madam, I guess. Yeah. You're renting anyways. your bed out for fucking. I know, I know. Well, anyway, I so these people had sex in her bed. So anyways, and I knew that, right? Because I saw the, like, the spooge stain like, like the next Come morning. Come on, how and I old saw, like, are your They pull, pulled out and shot somewhere and didn't tell you about <laughs> well, it? There was, well, it was funny. I found a condom wrapper the next day. And then I found another condom wrapper like two days later once I was actually cleaning my room. And, uh... Anyways, but I use a laundromat, right? So I don't do laundry all the time, right? And I'm not even known for cleaning my sheets normally anyways. On On a good day. Not even on a good day. But now I'm like, okay, well, now I actually have something I need to get off my sheets, right? So, (laughs) but still, I don't really have time to go to the laundromat. So I, like, took off my, like, bottom sheet and I flipped it inside out. And then I turned it head to toe and I just put the sheets back on the bed. I just turned them inside out. I would never leave my child with you. <laughs> so she'll, boys, let, she'll let your she'll let your kid have sex in her bed. To back, wait, sorry. Yeah. So to go back to uh, to go back to that story. So I did my. I actually finally washed my sheets today. But guess where they are right now? They're uh, fucking the still line, in the hamper. Yeah, no, I brought them home. Now I'm gonna have to go home and make my bed. I'm just gonna rent a hotel. Fuck this. I'm not going home tonight. Just sleep in the I'll studio. Yeah. Just crash <laughs> out on the couch out there. The, no. Um, that's, <laughs> When, okay, if how often do you clean your sheets if you're the only one who sleeps there? <laughs> um, I don't know, once every six months? How about you? <laughs> I worry about that. Are you serious? <laughs> I change bad. my sheets every two weeks. Really? Okay. But That's... do you have, like, do you have two sets of sheets where you can, like, flip on one set and then take another set to, like, the laundromat or no? I do have more than one set of sheets, but every time I change them, I wash the dirty pair because then I, if I have two sets of sheets to wash, it's just too much. Well, my new favorite thing is showering before I go to bed so then I actually crawl into bed and I'm all You're fresh. You're so fresh. Right, I'm fresh so then I really do I ever get my sheets that stinky? Come on you're sweating you have dead skin cells. No but you don't if you shower before bedtime all those dead skin cells are off your body. They should be. Right maybe. Were the, okay were the two people Some that are. were the two people that had sex in your bed were they attractive that you would want to uh... <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Oh she just showed us who the two names were. <laughs> They're pretty good looking people. Were they good looking people that like you would be approve of them having I'd sex? Approve of that spooge in my bed? That's fine. It, it could be worse. Yeah, but what if you like rolled over on your sheets like and you felt like a spooge. crust there? <laughs> Do you have spooge? 
Well, I mean, if if I'm having we relations with someone and Spooge is, I, I. But girls isn't going to show up that color on sheets like a guy. No, it's does. it's clear, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't, guy, it doesn't the crust guy's either. Spooge is, yeah. is white. It's a distinct, it looks like somebody put some white out on my sheets. Or oh or white. Oh my no, god! Or like more of a white glue sort of thing. That, <laughs> It is like a dried glue. I don't understand. But I did flip them inside out, and then I kept on. Did they on them. acknowledge what they had done? Oh, all kind of knew they went missing for a good fifteen to twenty minutes. It was pretty obvious. And then, did you sleep in that bed that night? Of course I did. I was hammered. <laughs> and they did were... you know about the splooge that night? I didn't notice it until the next morning. It was oh, it was noticeable splooge. Oh, it was, was there a lot noticeable of noticeable splooge? Like Peter North size splooge. It was like I don't know. It like was lassoes like... of jism was lasso of. <laughs> It was like the size of like an edamame bean. It was like that's how big. Oh, I was picturing like the size of like <laughs> yeah, like an avocado or something. Yeah, like that. I was no, picturing like it wasn't avocado. that big. It was more like a like an edamame size, like a like a snow pea kind oh. of like that kind of. That's dimension. gross because you know that's in the shape of a vagina. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. It was his. leaked. <laughs> so wait, so it two people hers. had sex in your bed or four people? Because you Just said two. Oh, okay. Those two people. Oh, Did you those see anybody two else? Did I write in any extra names on here? No, but you kind of drew a very bad p- picture of a penis. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I've never no. been good at drawing. I'm not going to lie. Rebecca drew the vagina. Oh, okay. I just draw right. the ding Let me flesh that out. I'm going to add some lips. <laughs> <laughs> and some flat. what we're doing. You guys can't see, but we're drawing now, pictures of penis. Now, very quick, vaginas. I wanted to tell you about a dream that I had. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know what it means. Maybe you can tell me all about it. But, okay, so in the dream, I am in a what I think is a homeless shelter, but the people who live there are all comedians. <laughs> that probably makes not sense. Surprised. That's not surprising. Okay, everything sounds normal at this point. So I'm in this homeless shelter, and I'm in the cafeteria, and all the and everyone there is a comic, and I'm talking to this one guy, and, uh, and I'm looking around going, hey, this is pretty cool, you know? We all get to stay in the same house. We're all buddies. We can go out and do our gigs and come back at night. This is pretty cool. If This is a whole house for us. And then the comic that I'm sitting at the table with goes, this isn't a homeless shelter. It's a funeral home. <laughs> oh my God. And, the, and they're all waiting for us to die. And then so the comedians help out at the funeral home. And then when it's time for us to die, then they'll provide the funeral for us. Whoa. What is that? What do you think that means? I think you're pitching a sitcom. <laughs> I think that's a shitty sitcom. Whatever it is, I don't like it. It's making me feel weird. Weird oh how? That Depressed. You're go- oh. Well, but but I think that means that must have. Well, they the do fuck? say that dreams about death are um, about new, like, rebirth. Right. It can be, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, so that's Like positive. a piece of you is dying and something new is being is going to be born. What piece of you do you think is dying, Dave? My soul. Uh, um, <laughs> no, but you know what actually is that might <laughs> have that anything? My soul. My, uh, <laughs> what that actually mean? The girl that I'm dating now is uh, going over to Afghanistan. Is that the girl I met at um, On? <laughs> She's lovely. <laughs> yes. At the Dominion? On, uh, yes, that's right. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, uh, her, that's her name, Andrea's, and she's going off to Afghanistan to work for NATO, which oh, really? when, when someone tells you that, you think that that only happens in the movies, um, but she's going over to Afghanistan uh, for to work for How uh, long? NATO for like a year. Are you sad? Very. Oh, that and is a long time. It is a long time, but... Uh, Maybe you can get a gig over there or something. Ask Derek Supple to get a one-nighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Afghanistan. <laughs> but she, 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 she works You're in playing a, the highwayman in, in she, Afghanistan for $200. She works at uh, for Human Resources, and uh, and that just is so foreign to me. Because there isn't like a, for comedy and show business, there isn't like a Human Resource Department. 
Like if no, if, unfortunately, there's not. There are no human resources <laughs> available to That's me. That's true. But there's nowhere you can go and complain you can't to. Can't go to HR. Yeah, exactly. No, there really are not. You can't you, go to no... HR and yeah. be like, I, and want, if you did try I don't to understand why I have to drive to Sault Ste. Marie on Wednesday. For, like, I don't want to like, do this. Can you? A yeah. dollar? Yeah. For a dollar. Or someone's, you know, harassed me. Well, that's... Nice. I know. No one. To what, tell. Was he featuring or am seeing? Yeah. <laughs> like, the uh, so I, uh, that the dream might be related to that, the fact maybe, that I'm in yeah. like a funeral home or homeless shelter and and comedians or maybe I'm just uh, realizing. Was I in the dream? Were we in the dream? Uh, what who? What which comedians were there? Which comedians were in the funeral? Home? I just knew that like the whole cafeteria place where we were eating was all filled with comics. I remember Simon Rakoff and Harry Duke being there. <laughs> I think Simon Rakoff might have been the guy that told me, uh, this is a funeral home. <laughs> and then I woke up. What but knowing fuck? Simon, he would have been that... like totally positive about it. It's a funeral home. This is great. He'd be Come having on. a great time. Look yeah. at the positive side of it. Oh um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's uh, what that stress might have been about. Oh, no. Weird dream. The, uh, oh, we I... Were, I know what we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about what you were talking about. Uh, when we first walked in here Moles? today, the mole, the mole check. I have to have a mole check tomorrow, guys. And you, and you said that because uh, I have a mole on my face, but I didn't know this uh, that the moles that go that puff outward, or those are the ones that you don't need to worry about as much. As much, yeah, I th- I'm sure they can go bad, but yeah. yeah, if a mole is raised, it's less likely to become cancerous. <laughs> Depends who it's raised by. Yeah, a good family. If that's it's good. To, I know that that's good to know. Like I was saying, <laughs> it is good to know because. Uh, I was explaining to the kids off uh, when we weren't in the studio about how I have a mole near my Bing Bang region. We'll right. say that. That's a, um, a Canadian word for vagina. <laughs> yeah. Translated for our American listeners, that's vagina. <laughs> bing Bang. Yeah. It's French for vagina. <laughs> le, le Bing Bang. Bang. The, so it's there. But I have one down there, right? So I'm always very paranoid about it. And then I always think about getting it removed because I'm like, I should just get it removed maybe because what if it is cancerous? But then I don't because then what if I get it removed and there's a scar? And then some guy's like going down on me and he sees the scar from the mole being removed. And then he thinks maybe it was like a wart that got removed. And it wasn't. It was a mole. So I'm so paranoid about getting it removed that I just like keep it. But I'm glad that you say that if they're yeah. a little, if they've got a little depth to them, they're not because I think that that one's definitely not cancerous. And the other weird thing I, I will say about my creepy bing bang mole is that uh, like a, a couple months ago, I got a Bing Bang Wax, right? And uh, obviously, I have no pain threshold, and I, I I scream a little bit, and I'm like, ah! you know, like when they're ripping it off. And then I tipped her very, very well, obviously, because I was so embarrassed about all my yelps. <laughs> and then I went back like a month ago, and I dropped my pants, and she's like, oh, I do you before. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I knew that they would always remember like the good tippers. Because you tip so well, yeah. I tip so well. And then I realized, oh, no, she recognizes the mole. It's the mole that she recognizes. You have a from. landmark. <laughs> my she's landmark. like, I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I am a racist. Thank you, Max. <laughs> the, uh, you know what? That's uh, that's the interesting, mole. but I the one thing I want to ask you about is: Are you would you be genuinely worried? Because as a guy, if I noticed a small scar close to a woman's vagina, a right. I don't really. How often do you have sex in such a well lit environment that you notice things like that? Oh my god! I pray to God never. No, you. I don't like good lighting when I'm doing it. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Keep it's, it it's, dark. It's, it's, yeah, interesting. A little dark. <laughs> get a dimmer switch, put it on low light conditions, and then yeah. uh, go to town. But and you I don't, still notice the more. But if a guy's going down there, then he's not going to poke his head back up and go, "Hey, what's with the scar?" He's not going <laughs> to want to get into that conversation at that point. I know. Just, I think the mole. The a mole is a mole. You're not going to be like, "That's a mole." Also, but like, if fr- the mole got taken away, 
saying there was a scar, you'd be like, wow, what's the scar But from? it's the kind of thing I do think like I that a bullet? Like, they might notice and never ask you about, and then if you date for six months, maybe they'll be like, what is this? <laughs> I don't think a man would be like, uh, hold on a second. Listen, I got a couple of questions here about this thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would happen. Yeah. But... And then were you, where you were, you said that you had one. Uh, I have one in the area as well. <laughs> and it's embarrassing because I always have to point it out. to the, the doctor never sees it. And then I have to say, excuse me, there's one more. <laughs> and then the doctor is always uncomfortable. And I'm like, why is this? You're a doctor, right? Right. Um, but they, they, and then I have to pull my pants down and. Whoa! It's, it's just it's that them. moment where I have to say, "Oh, there's well, one more." <laughs> where? It's inside. Oh, it's on the inside. Yes. How did you even find that in the first place? I told you. Well, but you have to tell us again. My it doesn't first, count if we're off I guess air. my first Bing Bang exam. <laughs> yes. The doctor was like, "Oh, you have a mole here. You should make sure to keep track of that." Now, at what age is your first Bing Bang exam? I think it was like sixteen or seventeen. Whoa, really? Eighteen? I didn't have my first one until after I had done it, which was maybe nineteen. Oh, okay. Ugh. No, I was whatever. a late bloomer. I, I don't remember, but I, I was I was still in the teens somewhere. Yeah. My my uh, my. Do you uh, have any like moles down in your ding dong region? Uh, let's check. No, I don't. Ding think dong I, is a Canadian uh, word for male. Yeah, it's French for dick. Le, le ding dong. <laughs> the uh, I know. I don't think I, I don't. I don't. Don't think I do. I don't think I. Nothing that's noticeable and no big uh, freckles. That uh, you said that the flat freckles are the, the ones that you should more be most, dangerous. Those yes. are the dangerous ones. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I don't believe that uh, I do. I don't. But I uh, I did have to go to my a chiropractor today, and she made me uh, walk around in my boxers, and she. So that was like sort of an exam because. Uh, yeah, they watch how you walk, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, <laughs> if she asked me to dance or like shuffle yeah. my ass around, that would have been a bit Gangnam weird. Gangnam, no. Yeah. no, Gangnam style. I told you off the air that uh, what was there was a guy uh, whose dad died at like some bar mitzvah or something. I read in the states that uh, that he died uh, doing the Gangnam style dance. <laughs> I find that really sad. I know that is sad. Well, could you imagine being like out at a party or something like that, and someone wants to have some fun, and they put on Gangnam style, and one guy just keeps collapses crying because his dad died to that song? No, I, I can't. You can't imagine that. No, I don't like when people die or get injured in celebrations. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really, it really gets to me. Like, uh, there was a girl whose legs got cut off on the drop zone ride at a. Oh, really? Like her, her legs were severed under her oh, knees. Wow. So, and she was like 13, and she went to an amusement park with her parents, and they were on the drop zone, and oh. it breaks. Yeah, oh. and that kind of story, like same with the bar mitzvah, and the guy, that just oh. everyone, like it's one thing if you just like get hit by a car on the street. Uh, no, you know, but it's when it's at a party or yeah. like, it yeah. really makes me expecting to have, have fun. fun. Yeah. Oh. That's not nice. Oh, anyway, I'm being a downer. I'm being a downer. But I think the, the, the lineup for the ride would clear out pretty quickly and then you could get on first. <laughs> All right. right you know what, Dave? <laughs> what? I knew I'm reading Ann Coulter's new book. Why would you do that? Um, I can't stop masturbating. She's such a righteous cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. I'm I do not, not like. It. Oh no, you're not. No, I just okay. wanted to make the joke about masturbating all to the Anne's time. Yeah, words? To Ann Coulter's okay. book. You know what actually happened to me over the uh, Christmas break? Uh, someone decided, to, and tell me if you hate this, uh, when someone puts uh, causes up on your Facebook wall that you did not ask for. I know. That's it's awkward. Someone did that to me. Then you have to like hide things. Well, I think I accidentally. 
accidentally got taken in a picture last week and I had to delete it. It was so awkward. I'm like, that's clearly not me by that shed. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, no, seriously, it was like me by a shed. Of like, walking out of a crystal meth like, shed? <laughs> <laughs> that would be more likely me. <laughs> but this is like a snowy, weird shed. And I was like, that's not me. I don't know what, how I got taken in this picture. I don't know myself. these people. Someone posted a thing on my wall without my permission of uh, for asking me to join the causes to stop child pornography um and i was just sort of like well first of Sorry, all i shouldn't laugh there who that is, is a good cause who is pro child pornography know, and who is against true. this sort of and like, if you delete it from your page does that make you pro child pornography well i did delete it from my page i just thought i don't like yeah no. the i just first of all i just don't think those uh child pornography performers get paid very much so <laughs> that's i think i'm sticking up for their rights as performers they need a union that's what they need but i don't think that uh they need hr R- risk Dave. i know i know I'm, I'm pushing the envelope and in that one sticking up for my fellow actors uh but i don't think i i just it, it bugs me and it just seemed uh, unnecessary it's like someone saying you uh hey uh don't do any jokes about uh public shootings and things like that the day of or after right yeah, no uh of course I like to keep my Facebook page light and fluffy. Exactly. That's what it should be. Um, yeah. I like a little bit of both, but I like to choose my causes. Exactly. Right. You yeah. have control over yeah. your Facebook page. Definitely. I think that's fair. No, other people shouldn't be posting things and just trying to use all your I don't actually, friends. I don't really like being tagged in anything where other people are tagged, like, that's kind of related to me, and then... And then every time I have a notification, it's like, so-and-so commented on the post you were tagged in. I'm like, I don't... Yeah, well, I want it only directly related to me because I care about me, right. <laughs> myself, what's going on in my life. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Awkward yeah. pause, guys. <laughs> Awkward pause. Awkward pause. What uh, we, do we need to uh, go to a break, Victoria? Are we getting close to our? Uh, we have. Uh, oh, we have, we have four more minutes to chat. And then we um, then we do have a a, a Dan Quinn uh, interview that we're going to uh, in the third segment. I actually you, played Dan Quinn's room in Victoria. We were going out to you. You did and, uh, the club at West. Yeah, it's called Hecklers in Victoria. If you're a comedian, you should totally get booked there. It's freaking so fun. And if you're somebody who likes comedy and you're in Victoria, you should go. You know, Victoria, I haven't been there in so long. I've been to Victoria in like 15 years, but <laughs> that crowd, like, it was sold out both nights, and it was just. They were so into it. Like, I hate being like, I hate, I, I hate using this. I hate saying I killed. I feel so dirty when I say it. But like, I killed. Like, they were, I, I don't even know if it was me or just like this crowd is so ready to laugh. But like, it's great. It was, it don't felt feel so dirty. Good. Yeah, don't I feel, do dirty. feel dirty. Embrace it. Use, no, I don't like Rub saying it those on words. It. Yeah. Rub it on your bing bang. <laughs> I killed. Rub it. <laughs> I don't like saying those words. It feels well, why? So is, that you just, is it humble? You don't want to be uh, pompous yeah, or arrogant? I feel, I feel weird about it too, but when, when I do it, I say it. Because, yeah, as long as you're not lying uh, about it, I think no. it's okay. I mean, I've seen people bomb and then come off and be like, yeah, I killed. And that's oh, a problem. Yeah. But that's if you did problem. well, you own it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did so good. It was so good. I was just like, I came off stage being like, oh, my God. I love comedy. This is the best ever. I wish all shows was like were like this. And plus, the staff was like really nice. You know, they you know they buy you supper. I killed. I killed on New Year's. What does what does he do at uh, at his uh, club that other clubs don't do? Um, I only ask that because I always like comics are always go will go to a club and be like, oh fuck, they didn't do this and they didn't do that, and uh, and you always think, well, why don't you open a club? And and that's <laughs> I guess that's what Dan did. I think the only thing that I like, well, I mean, I think the number one thing I like that what club stood out, yeah. people do is, uh, you know, I like, 
I obviously am not a big name. I don't draw a crowd. Nobody's going to be like, oh, Christina Wakaja is playing. I'm going to go, right? So I like it when a room can just pack itself just on the nature of comedy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. come and see a great comedy show because I'm not going to bring people in with my name, right? So I appreciate that. So to have sold out shows all weekend, that means more to me than anything. And then on top of that, to get paid well, to have a hotel room that's like right upstairs from the club, to get, you know, a couple free drinks and like a free meal and everybody treats you with a smile, shakes their hand and seems really grateful you came travel money, all of it. Like, it was total package. Oh, yeah, a total package. Anyways, I I was charmed by it. It was amazing. Well, congratulations. Anyways. So. Lovely New Year's to you. That's it. I'm moving to Victoria, and I'm going to stand up there for see the rest later. of See you later. Bye. <laughs> and speaking of see you later, bye. You guys, that was our show. No, 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 so no, no. We still, no, we still have to. We what? Have to yeah, oh, yeah, it wasn't out. really our show. Sorry, I'm new to this whole announcing thing. I, I'm in the, like, the left chair. I'm in the whoopee chair. I'm like Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> <laughs> on The View, and I have to tell everybody when we're going to commercial and when we'll we're be starting right our ending. But we're really out. Yeah, we'll be right back with some hot topics, more hot topics. But uh, speaking of hot topics, uh, and speaking of Dan Quinn, who runs this room, Hecklers in Victoria, we are going to play an interview with Dan Quinn. Are you excited? I am. Rebecca, excited? Yes. Super. Victoria, are you excited for the Dan Quinn interview? Are you guys at home excited? Yep. All right, here we go, you guys. Dan Quinn. Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey there, this is John Wing, and you are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Smoother than a stripper's area, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hi, everybody. We're back. It's Anything Goes. I'm Christina Wachtel in the studio with Dave Martin and Rebecca Kohler. It's the weekend of uh, January 9th. Not really weekend. It's like the week it's of the week January of. 9th. Yeah. And uh, now we're going to play you an exciting interview that Darren Frost and Dave Martin did with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was before Christmas, and uh, I think we're talking to him on the slopes. I think he was on, he was on a ski lift. We're going to find out more. But uh, here we go to that interview. All right, everybody, on the phone, we're going to be interviewing comedian Dan Quinn, who's also the uh, person who created and is one of the headliners on the Snowden Comedy Tour. You can go to SnowdenComedyTour.com, January 3rd to February 2nd on the west coast of Canada. It ends at Vancouver on the 2nd of February at the Vogue Theater. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. I'm out on the uh, ski hill right now getting prepared for the tour, trying to get... Uh get my legs ready so I don't get my butt kicked after a month of snowboarding. No, but you, okay, you're not like on the edge of a slope. Yes, right now he is. He's actually on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually on a on a lift right now Okay, and uh, <laughs> going very slowly. I decided to uh, help my girlfriend learn today, so I'm on the bunny hill. So this might be the last day I have a girlfriend. <laughs> well, I just... Uh, did you, uh... Well, did you ever try to teach your girlfriend to snowboard? It's the best breakup you'll ever have. I'll try. <laughs> I need a girlfriend first. Um, what, uh, now, uh, I, I just, it, it sounded weird because uh, I always worry about whenever I talk to someone who's uh, driving while yeah. uh, on the phone. So mm-hmm. this, was, this was another moment of, like, I thought if you were on the edge just about, about to go down, <laughs> I just don't want your last words to be, oh, fuck a tree! <laughs> I actually uh, had one time where I was, 
yeah, at an Apex, and we were about to drop in. I was with Paul Myrhog, uh, a lot of you guys know, a super sure. funny comic. And uh, I get a phone call, and the guy's, like, talking away, and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to drop into a double black diamond now. Can we end this phone call? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not a, not as but a your agent. Stopped at the top of uh, of the bunny hill. I'm pretty sure I'll be safe. Right, right. Okay. So how did this whole thing start? I know it's been going about what is it four or five years now. This will be the fifth year. Right. Um, basically, what it was was I'd gotten into snowboarding maybe seven or eight years ago, and uh, I was making a comics wage, so there's no way I could afford to go. Right. And uh, I thought, all I thought was, well, what if I just did shows at the ski hill and uh, got free snowboarding? And uh, that's all it was. It was supposed to be just a two-week vacation. I was going to call up every ski hill in BC right. that I could get a hold of. And then I told Glenn Wool about it, and Glenn Wool said, I want to come. Next thing I know, he's telling Craig Campbell and Ed Byrne about it. And they're like, oh, we'll just do this little tour. I'm like, guys, we have four guys, yeah. international headliners now on it. I can't do the show for 50 bucks and a free meal. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. And Ed Byrne was like, I'll sleep on your couch. I'm like, dude, you're like a multimillionaire. I can't let you sleep on my couch. We're going to figure some out. So then I started uh, going to the hills and stuff like that in the towns near the hills and finding the theater and said, well, um, you know, can we rent out the theater and figure it out? And we really didn't think we were going to make any money, but the guys just thought if it pays for our trip, we'll be happy. Sure. And then right. who knows, people showed up. So, we kept doing it. Well, generally things, you know, work out in life and karmatically is because of, you know, you're in it for the right reason. And you guys wanted to snowboard first. And not that the shows are second, but the money around the shows is second. And so yeah. it's, it's almost like an organic thing. And therefore, it is good that it worked out the way it did because everybody was in it for the right reasons at the beginning. Yeah, 100%. We were, nobody, none of us ever expected to get a paycheck from this right. or grow to where it's been where, we're, you know, like playing the Vogue in Victoria, we got a 1400 seater and it's already half full a month ago. So right. it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, but even now, like the funny thing is we don't let the business side overrule the fun side. Right. Like there's, we could be doing people are like, Hey, come do a show here. And we're like, well, we can't snowboard. What's the point? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, exactly. Yeah, so we've kind of kept true to that, and, you know, we're continuing to expand, and we want to go to other markets, but we want to go there as long as it's going to be fun. If it's not, if it's not an enjoyable trip, what's the point? We, because, guys, you know, you know, you know this, Darren, you've done how many days on the road? It, it can get tiring and, of course. you know, stuff like that. It was just wanted to be fun, and that's what I was trying to get away from was a little bit of like that, just, okay, now I've got to go to this gig and just driving. And, and I was getting a little edgier and not having fun anymore. Well, also, so, you got to remember the old yeah. adage, right? There's 23 hours in the day outside of the show. And yeah. if, you know, you're killing yeah. all that time, I don't care yeah. how pretty it is. You can stare at a mountain all you want, but if you can snowboard down it, I mean, I'm not a snowboarder, but if yeah. I could, you know, and do that as well, I would do it because at least you're doing something constructive with your day. So if the mm -hmm. show at night only goes just okay, you're not stewing about it all day long. You're there for another yeah. thing. Yeah, that's exactly like where we've had, you know, I remember in our first year we were in Golden and nobody had really heard of us. And I, I think there was like maybe it was a big snowstorm and maybe like 20 people at the show. And sure. The guys at first were kind of edgy about the show. And I'm like, guys, look at the mountain we're going to tomorrow. This right. doesn't matter. Right. And then, you know, but we came back next year and Golden was jammed because those 20 people told everybody about it. Sure. So, and then, you know, the other thing, too, is like, you know, you get to a point where, you know, you start working with guys you don't really know, kind of newer guys. On this, it's it's one of the few shows I've been on besides festivals where we sit back and excited about what everybody else is doing that year. It's only 25 minutes each, and really getting to watch, you know, Craig and Arge and Pete night after night, you know, so much fun. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, and I, you know, I wanted to uh, ask you, too. It's like a, you uh, you opened up a, a club on Vancouver Island, Hecklers. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, just as a comic, you know, when you have to step over to the other side and sort of be the, the boss man, do you, do you have a better understanding of some of the frustrations that, like, uh, a, uh, like the, the owner of a club must go through dealing with comics? Oh, yeah. Well, 100%. You know, like, here's the thing is some guys take things personally. And, I, you know, I try to be when I'm booking as honest as I can with people. Right. And I'm not – so I don't own the club. I just book the talent. Sure. We're trying to put the best show on we can every week, and that's my goal. I don't think everybody always books that way, but that's been my goal. And then sometimes there's guys that – the trickiest thing is there's people you're friends with yeah. and you respect, but the club owner's going, yeah, he didn't do well last time. Well, that's... And you're, you're caught in a tough position. Or sure. guys that you like – you know aren't super strong sure and you're like okay this and then the other time is sometimes like guys like how come you don't book me this month and i'm like uh like new guys will be that and i'm like i have people i've been friends with in this business for 15 years and they're fantastic comics they're the first priority right you, you know like there's and there's so many I, I also realize booking the club though too there is a lot of fantastic comics in canada like i can consistently book so many fantastic guys and i yep. know they go in and kill it week after week Yep. You know, and I get guys from the States, and it's sometimes they're 50-50. Right. You know, but the Canadian guys, they, they really dig deep and get the job done, and that's what I'm looking for is I don't really care. And I try to take anything, like some guys don't like me now because you're a booker, and then some guys never did like you. But if they're funny comics, I'm just like, well, that's all that matters. Go in and do the job. That's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, I run I run a festival out here for three or four nights, and there's lots of guys I'd love to have on, but I just yeah. say honestly to them that you did it one year and it didn't go great or whatever, and you mm. just have to say that. It's like, look, I, I will book you at another venue. It's yeah. just, you know what, not every town is your town, you know? You know, like me yeah. and Barry, I don't do well in Barry. I cringe yeah. every time I get a gig shoot for Barry. <laughs> Everybody does. Of course, of course. <laughs> but there are people that do well there. I'm never going to hold it to those owners of that club. Hey, why don't you yeah. want me here? We all know yeah. what's going on. You know, yeah. we can all be adults about it as long as it's presented in the right way. And that's all you have to do. And I've yeah. heard great things about the Victoria Room and, and mm. Hecklers, of course. And now this yeah. whole tour. Now, if just, you know, we don't want to talk super long because I know you're going to want to go down the hill. Well, it's fine, man. We're, uh, you know, it's kind of fun. To, I haven't talked with you. You were David a long time, sure. so it's kind of a nice little treat for me. If you were to take it somewhere else, like in, even in Canada, is there a, a, enough of a, a snowboarding kind of background that you could do it? Like, I'm not familiar. Is Alberta uh, somewhere that you could well, take it to? You know, we, we, we can expand a little bit more in Alberta. We're already at five weeks now. We're doing our first yeah. run, like in Smithers, Prince Rupert, and Terrace, and they've got amazing snowboarding, and nobody's there. That's fun. We're, I, I think our goal next year is um, to go to the, try and get to the States if it doesn't right. happen next year but we're doing Europe we got a week in France and a week in Switzerland this year nice and uh, Craig and I are going uh, under the snow day and economy tour banner but some other promoter right in July we're gonna be doing New Zealand no oh, so, wow. and then uh, we're filming it this year actually as well we've got a camera crew coming and we're gonna film it for probably a 90-minute movie where we're gonna hit we're gonna film the Victoria show and the Vancouver show and then we've got John Jackson who's like one of the world's biggest snowboarders right coming to meet us and he's going to come snowboarding with us for a week and film some funny stuff. And it's just going to be a little bit of the road movie plus this great stand-up. Like, Footage, yeah. I'm pretty thrilled to be able to film Arj and those guys. You know, like, Arj is just like a world-class talent. So sure. is Craig and Pete. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. And I hope that using that we'll be able to go and do this maybe four months of the year where we're hitting the resorts in the States and stuff. But it's become a full-time job for me now. I start working on it basically in March. So. Right. Is, is there is there anyone that would like, uh, that sort of takes on the sort of the jackass Johnny Knoxville Steve-O sort of role and does crazy shit either on the slopes or, uh, you know, backstage during the shows? I, I don't 
know about that. I mean, uh, Craig is pretty cartoonish as a, like, he's just such an animated person that he's pretty, pretty fun. Uh, Pete kind of will, when he gets to the ski hill, sort of plays the rube a little bit because he's not that great at snowboarding, but he plays it up more than he, he is. Um, you know, Arge is kind of funny. He's just like, you know, Arge is just like the most nothing bothers him person. Like, he's just right. so happy to be not under pressure and just having shows that are for fun and snowboarding that he's, like, always kind of goofing around and pretty easy. But overall, it, it's just a fun group. Like, because we all make the same amount of money, we're all doing the same amount of time, there's, and we mix up the order, it just right. doesn't feel like there's that same ego of, like, sure. I need, I'm yeah. on last or I'm, I'm the headliner. This. Yep. Yeah, it just doesn't come up. Everybody, like, I remember a couple years ago in our second year when uh, it was Ed Byrne and Glenn Wool were on the show, and everybody sat there and watched the other guys act from, like, the side of the stage and didn't miss a word. Right. And yep. I was like, wow, I've never seen that. Right. You know? Like, I can understand us all sitting back and watching Glenn, but the fact that they were watching me <laughs> kind of surprised me, you know? Right, right. No, yeah, yeah. It's mutual respect, yeah. for sure. No, I, I yeah. just, my, my, my first guess would have been, if anyone was going to take on the, the jackass prankster sort of role, I, it would have been uh, probably Craig Campbell. Yeah. Only because yeah. I remember I was doing a show with him, and uh, I fuck. I wish I could remember who the uh, the other headliner's name was. But uh, while that guy, while the headliner was on stage, uh, Craig made sure that uh, that the headliner could see him. But uh, Craig uh, dipped his balls into his uh, cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's uh, actually we got a story. We were in Prince George, and I uh, was Phil Nickel and Paul Marhug, and Phil had this bit where he uh, basically took a shirt off, right? Right. So, so Paul had started deciding that he was going to take his shirt off to freak out Phil. So then uh, it got to the point where, now, okay, i got to take my shirt off. So the last show in Prince George, the late show, uh, Phil takes his shirt off. Paul runs out on the stage with his shirt off. And then uh, and Craig is actually closing up the show. So right. He's already on stage. So I walk out without my shirt. And Craig goes, oh, is this how we're going to play? And he drops his pants oh, and yeah. gets completely naked oh, yeah, that's on Craig. stage. He's yep. like, is this, is this where we're going here? Is yep. this where we're going? No, let's do it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds, that okay, sounds like you Craig. Won, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we gotta, we got to wrap it up. But I just want to get it out one more time. The Snowden Comedy Tour is January 3rd to February 2nd. It's yourself, Dan Quinn, Pete Johansson, Craig Campbell, and, of course, Arge Barker. Google any four of those names. It's four headliners for the price of one. And uh, safe travels and safe snowboarding. All right. Thank you so much, guys. All, All right. right cheers. Dan. Thanks, Dan. Take care. Okay, bye. All right. Well, um, that was our interview with Dan Quinn. Um, you can uh, find him on Facebook and Twitter. Very exciting gentleman and comedian. Um, that's it for this week. I hope you guys love the show. Um, thanks for bearing with me as I now intro all this um, stuff. And uh, we want to thank Victoria, our awesome producer. She's the best. And George Westerholm for the deluxe music. You can find Darren Frost at Comedy Horror on Twitter. Dave, where can we find you online? Oh, you can find me at uh, DaveMartinWorld.com, both uh, on the web and Twitter. And where do we find you, Rebecca? Rebecca? I'm at RebeccaKohler.com. That's Rebecca, K-O-H-L-E-R.com. It's very exciting times. You can find me. I'm at Walkin' Sauce, even though now I'm going pretty much three days a month without drinking. So it's weird to still have the sauce in my name, but I'm still at Walkin' Sauce for now. And uh, come back next week 
for some more shit that we will talk about and some more screw-ups by me. Thank you so oh, much. Actually, and actually, next week our guests are going to be John Hastings and uh, and Jess. Uh, the, the, oh, the Dr. Sex, Jess Dr. From Jess sex from the sex show that we cool. spoke to. Yeah. I cool. love sex. I'll ask her. We'll talk more about moles on your ring bang. Oh, and we have a very big announcement for the show that we'll mention next week. Oh, that's going to be powerful. That's going to be very big stuff. Okay, thanks very All much, right. everybody. Later, bitches. Take Bye-bye. it easy. Bye-bye.